Welcome to This is what we've been talking about. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah we're, we're in the house. Yeah. We're hanging we're out together. S- we're in the same the, place. Doing the podcast at the same location. That's right, man. It makes it, it better. Yeah, yeah, it's so much better. Dude, we've been talking about so much stuff in the past 24 hours. It's ridiculous. <laughs> There's just been so much going on. Like, not, not, I know a lot, we talk a lot about things going on in our lives, which they're always up. Yeah. There always are things going on. But yeah, things in, in, in culture and in life and just in general for everybody in the world right now, right? Dude, there, <laughs> I mean, what's going on the this time of the year i mean people are getting ready for thanksgiving the elections happening and like get ready to see family that you don't like you know what i mean <laughs> most of them yeah yeah exactly got to put up with them yeah you get kind of cornered into a situation <laughs> with hanging out with in-laws and people and you're just like why do i got to do this yeah, why we got to do anything? It's because we're men. Yeah, men do what's best for their families. And sometimes yeah. that means hanging out with your awful in-laws, you know? And sometimes it's your own awful family. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I'm related to. Like, we're kind of joking about in-laws, but the reality is, you know, I've got family members that are train wrecks, and you don't want to hang out with them either. So, <laughs> right? I mean, probably worse than the in-law stuff. Maybe. Possibly. I don't know. I mean, I can, I can think of some stuff on my side of the family that are, mm, I don't even want to see them once a year. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just put that right out on my podcast. You don't yeah. have to, James, but I will. <laughs> I'd have to think about it more. And and honestly, like, all right, well, let's talk about Thanksgiving a little bit, you know. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, we don't. We, we have some family come up for Thanksgiving. Actually, it's mostly in-laws um, yeah. and some of my family. And it's a, it's a relatively small group. I think we end up having like somewhere between 15 and 20 people. Okay. Which for some people, that might not sound small. But I mean, you know, we're kind of joking here about in-laws and family members and, and people we don't want to see. But, you know, we don't see a lot, you know. Most people have large families. If you start talking about cousins and aunts and uncles and all that kind of stuff, we don't see a lot of them just for Thanksgiving. You know, it's more, you know, it's more your, you know, your, 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 your typical family unit, your wife and kids. And maybe, maybe, you know, your mom, maybe your spouse's mom, you know, maybe spouses, you know, sibling and their families and, or your, your sibling and their families. So it's kind of, you know, it, it, that's about as far as it reaches in my family for, for Thanksgiving. Well, let me ask you this. So when you were a kid, right? Yeah. Did you, uh, hmm, did you have Thanksgiving at your house or did you go somewhere else for Thanksgiving? That's a good question. Um, my memories, it, you know, serves me that we, we had it at our house, but Okay. It certainly could have been some years at other people's houses, but, you know, I have a pretty good size family um, with, 
brothers, a bunch of brothers and sisters. So I think, you know, it was at our house because my mom and dad were kind of the matriarch and patriarch. And then the kids would come and some of them had started families already. And then some of us were still young. So it was kind of, that was the, that was ground zero, I think. Yeah. It's, it's funny for me when I was growing up, I had, uh, you know, my mom and dad were, transplants from other places. So my mom from like deep Virginia and my dad from Florida. So we lived in Maryland and, um, there was no really any extended family in the area. So nobody's going to travel to Maryland from Florida just for Thanksgiving, right? Thanksgiving, except for my grandfather's sister, who my, my great aunt. And that was the thing that was our Thanksgiving growing up was we had Thanksgiving in our house with all my brothers and sisters. And then my great aunt came and it was a big Mm. deal, man. It was a big deal. You know, you had to be on your best behavior and all that. I I love Thanksgiving. You know, it's, it's one of those holidays where there's no gift giving, which listen, I love giving and receiving gifts. I do. I actually love both. Right. But I like, I love Thanksgiving because it's just kind of family Close family. I guess I would say close family, right? Close family that gets together and you you cook an incredible meal. Amazing. And so you're eating and you're just spending time socializing. There's no gift giving and it's reflecting on what you're thankful for, which number one, oftentimes is family and, and other things. But I just think it's a really unique holiday in that respect. Yeah, I think it is too, because you're right. It's, it's literally just about family. It's not about anything, giving gifts or just like exactly what you said, man. For me, it was super special because my, my great aunt, I won't tell her name, but my great aunt's coming and, um, she was like my surrogate grandmother. So it was like your grandma's coming. Right. Mm -hmm. And she's flying up from Florida and she's going to, uh, she's coming in Monday and, uh, you know, my dad's going to bring her in from, from work in downtown DC. And it's like, oh my gosh. And then, you know, we got to move the bedroom around. So she has her own bedroom, but now we all got to sleep on top of each other. Cause you know, there ain't no room in the house and she needs her own room. And then, uh, you know, she's making you eat all kinds of stuff that you have no idea even what it is. It's so gross, but you're trying it. Cause she's like, cause you gotta be polite. It's yep. a whole thing. I mean, for me and my family, that was a very big deal. And we talk about it every Thanksgiving all the time. Hmm. That's super cool. Just those, you know, memories that you have with, you know, family members and traditions and, and things that you guys did every year. But, um, you know, this time here's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, you know, certainly as I've been an adult over the last few years has been this time of year, people do see, I, I know there's hardships. There's all sorts of hardships for people. And some people that have had like, you know, grief and lost people, it's hard to be happy this time of year, but I would say the majority of people are happier this time of year, you know, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, they're thinking about something other than themselves. And as human beings, we have a definite struggle and, you know, 
problem with putting ourselves before anything else. And you can say, well, I'm a good person. I help these people out and I donate money here and I'm always serving other people. You know what? You can be doing that, you know, to an incredible level and you're still, you're still thinking about yourself first because it's human nature. Yeah. I think this time of year, we kind of sometimes step beyond that and just think of our family and think of our friends and think of people that are hurting and think of people that are in need. And it's just kind of a neat time of year because we, we are friendlier to people and we're more willing to help other people. So I don't know. I was thinking about that the other day. I thought that was pretty cool. Well, I think also this time of year is, um, yeah, it's when you go through life and you have no, nothing to look forward to, like when I have a little weekend getaway that's coming up in six weeks, it makes yeah. me have a little bit more pep in my step. It does. You know, now, right? And then right. like around this time of year, it's, it's Thanksgiving. It's like figuring out what kind of presents you're going to, you know, get your kids and yeah. family and stuff. And then yeah. like you're preparing for that at the same time you got – Maybe you got family and maybe it's just your immediate family at Thanksgiving. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for those who are struggling, yes, it's hard, but you still have that sense of family when all said and done, you have done for your family all that you can and, and would have done. And that is something to be proud of and thankful for. That's what this whole thing is about, right? Mm-hmm. It's thankful for not only what's on the table, but what's in what you're living with and what and who you uh, uh, who your family is. That's what you're thankful for. You're not thankful for your bracelets or whatever. Like, that's not what it's about, man. But I think this time of year when you're having, uh, you know, all the kind of stuff going on, you know, right after. Halloween might be included in that. Um, and then all of a sudden it's a whirlwind for two and a half months. And it goes so fast, you know, things just come creep right up on you. And, oh my gosh. You know, yeah. it's like, we're, you know, what is it today? It's the 12th of November. We're recording this and, you know, we're two weeks out less than two weeks actually from Thanksgiving. And then after Thanksgiving, it's like a month till Christmas and it just flies. It just does. Yeah. And it's all fun and stuff. And I understand, um, why, why you said the majority of us are, are in good spirits and like having a good time because that's exactly what it's all about, man. It's like, it's, uh, it's, it's something to be, you know, to look forward to. I I have so many hilarious moments and growing up Thanksgiving, dude, do you have anything that like you look back and go, remember that happened on Thanksgiving? That's hilarious. <laughs> like I got oh, a couple man. of, them. I'll tell you one. I'm not I'll sure. Why don't you say something? Cause I'm not, I don't remember any like, you know, amazing stories from Thanksgiving too much. So l- let I me may let have, you have that. All right. I may have, I may have told you this, this particular story before, but I'll just say it on the podcast. So, my my great aunt, of course, is is in town, and she's a very pragmatic person, but with a very dry sense of humor. And I didn't. Uh, how, how, how old is she at this point? All right, so she's like my grandmother. So she's sixties, I okay. guess. Okay, you know, something like that. 
And uh, so, <laughs> so she's she's coming up and uh, and spending time with us. Now we still have like regular day to day stuff that we have to talk about in the family, and sometimes we try to hide that from her because, for whatever reason, I don't know why we did that. But um, so I had told my mom in the kitchen, I was like. Mom, I think I need new shoes. My shoes are getting really, really tight. <laughs> and so my my great aunt goes, "Well, have you tried trimming your toenails?" Oh my <laughs> gosh! <laughs> she probably wasn't wrong. And dead, yeah, that's <laughs> deadpan as all get out, dude. Like straight faced saying, have you tried trimming your toenails? And as a, you know, 10 year old kid, I'm like, no, I, I don't know. You know, like, what do you yeah, say? You like, didn't, you don't you know. You didn't understand a, it. You didn't understand I, it. I didn't even know it was a joke until like three years ago. Right. <laughs> How oh, funny is that, dude? And I, awesome. and I, and you know, I took her as being like serious about it. So yeah. for, for years after that, I would be like, this woman is out of her mind. Why, why is she telling me to clip my toenails? It was to awesome. fit on my shoes for another three months. Yeah. You know, the only, the only thing I can say about Thanksgiving, it's not like a funny story too much, but I remember, so our generation was one where you started to get like some VHS like recordings, you know, you have the whole oh, videos on, on, videos. on cassette tapes, videotapes, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I remember this one videotape. I think it was from like 1987. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And it was at our house and we'd had Thanksgiving and all the brothers and sisters came. I'm the youngest of eight. Okay. okay. And so, and the oldest is like, it's a 20 year span from the oldest to youngest with eight kids. Damn. Okay. So I don't know. I was probably like seven, eight. And the oldest was like 27 or 28. And it's a home video. We have this video on cassette somewhere where it's after dinner. And uh, my mom is actually videotaping, which it was mostly my dad that did all the videotaping. Just I, I'm not sure why that is. But um and my mom is like videotaping the living room and my brothers and brothers in law and brother in laws. So the guys, you know, there's a couple yeah. brothers and a couple brother in laws, uh, that they were all asleep on the couch and chairs in the living room, like passed out after dinner. And my mom was kind of narrating it in like a funny way, basically saying like, you know, here are the men after their, you know, strenuous day of hunting the turkey and you know getting the meal and these and all like my family's just passed out in the living room it's hilarious that's awesome so that, that i have that memory and then it's actually recorded which is cool but it makes me kind of think about how easy we have it man like we bought a turkey yeah a store that was frozen and we just thawed it and then just prepared it you know, I mean, we just go to the grocery store and and, and buy a fro. Like I said, like buy a frozen turkey. Think about, and I'm not. You know, we could go back and you know talk about like pilgrims. You know, and what those people went through, and like you know, they weren't even sure they were gonna have enough food to like feed you know their families. But uh, let's not even go back that far. Let's just go back. You know, 
I don't know how many years it would be, but where you had to had to go out and hunt and and, and kill your own turkey to feed your family. Dude, we can go back so far be, <laughs> and be like, like find time in the wild. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like whatever, but time and and gar- and grow garlic that doesn't yeah. die. You know that. Yeah. The- yeah, in the perfect timing, so it's ready for Thanksgiving time. Like what? <laughs> like, what? Those, those people were so much smarter than us. And it, I know they, they, they are smarter than us. They just they had to do things that we haven't had to do. Well, they have different skill sets, right? They could build right. their own house. I mean, I because could probably get to. by. Yeah, right. Could you chop chop down a, a few trees and make some logs and like? Build I figured how because you'd have to. You would be falling down. You had to. Stuff. Yeah, it'd be a terrible home. But like you'd it's figure it out. Structurally, it would be very bad. Yeah, but it would, you would get by for a while, right? Yeah, and like think about it, man. So like here, here's you and I. Think about culture today, and All here's right. you and I. Like we are guys, you know, Alan and James, myself here. We. We are guys that pride ourselves on being like strong men, leaders, you know, uh, and trying to do the right thing and lead our families. But no matter how much of that you do, you know, culture has changed so much that we haven't, we didn't build our own houses. I mean, there are still some people doing that, but we didn't do that. You know, we're, we're not out there hunting our own turkeys for Thanksgiving. Right. And, you know, and we, we are like, Alpha males, not beta males. So imagine what the beta males are doing right now with all this kind of stuff. Or if something really extreme happened in our culture and we had to go kind of backwards, you know, you and I would struggle, but how bad would the majority of those men be struggling? Dude, they would be a cow. They they would die of starvation, number one, and <laughs> and from being out in the elements. Because I am pretty damn sure that I could figure out how to make a shelter right. and provide food for our family. You'd I make know it that, happen, dude. I know you're not a, lean times, but like you'd make it happen. I know you're not a big outdoor enthusiast, but you've been camping. You've been out in the outdoors, oh, man. Yeah. You're, a, you're a man. Uh, and and so I think, and plus you're smart and you have a men mentality, right? Yeah. A men, well, and a nothing men- would stand in the way of me providing food and shelter for my family. Nothing. Right. You, you would go to the end to figure yes. it out. Yes. And, and, and that's another difference between alpha and beta males is that beta males want they don't know, even know how to, what to do. No. And they couldn't figure it out. Like well, the, you the and I may not. Be, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say the alpha male may not know what to do, but we'll try to figure it out. Right. And the beta male would want to ask their wife permission if they can go find a turkey. <laughs> I mean, that's just the reality, right? right. Like, yeah. I mean, they yeah. would ask their wife or they might even ask the wife, well, why don't you go get the turkey? And, you know, I'll, I'll watch the kids. What? Yeah, well, the beta males usually uh, team up with uh, a female who would probably put him in his place anyway, right? And, and try yes. to do it herself, right? Yeah. That, so she, he's yes. the bitch, right? Yeah, exactly. He, and that's, that's he's he's the he's the gatherer, right? He's sewing the dress. He's sewing the dress for his daughter while the wife's out trying to shoot the turkey. What the hell is that? 
but that's not how it's supposed to be set up because no. physically we're, we're stronger people. Like, yes. like in general, we're talking about, right? Well, so that's men what we're seeing have been this- made, made that way. Go ahead. Right. Yeah, exactly. This is biology. And we're seeing this in sports with this transgender movement where men are competing against women in the guise of I'm, I'm, I identify as a woman. And, and, and the problem with that is you can identify with whatever you want, but biologically you're stronger, you're faster, you're a better athlete, generally speaking. Right, because of the strength and the and, and the quickness and, and those and those advantages that testosterone, you know, essentially gives you affords you. But, um, you know, so we're seeing that it's not the same. Men and women are not equal in those things, in strength, in speed, in in many different things. But women are so much better than men at a lot of things. So we should so be praising things. those things, and yes. you know, and and lifting those things up into the limelight of culture and society so that, so that there isn't this need of, you know, women to feel like they're, they're underrepresented or underrespected or, or whatever, because that's where this kind of all, I, I believe partially, you know, that's where this kind of came from was somewhat of the feminist movement of, you know, men have all this control and all this, you know, this uh, notoriety and all this, you know, everything is about them and, and, and so they they kind of wanted to push for like this quote unquote equal rights, but and ultimately a lot of that falls on on the men for screwing this up. You know, we should have been uplifting women and saying like, you guys are great at this and this and this and this and this and this, and we are not, and we need that greatness from those females in society. But part of the problem is, man, is that society uh, has all these institutions that say that being a man and doing man things is totally awesome. And what, what, what movies come out that the man is like kicking everybody's ass and like being the hero. Right. And that's a male thing. right? Right. But the female side gets jealous about that and goes, well, we're, we're heroes too. That's and they are. true, but yes. that's true, but not by kicking everybody's way. ass. They're not kicking ass. No. And like, you're seeing that right now with Disney and all these other like crazy institutions right. that are making women the, like the forefront of, you know, like you said, the hero, but the physical hero, the, you know, and, and, and kicking everybody around. And it's like, that's not what we want for equality here, folks. We want to see, we want to praise them for why they're better than men at certain things. They are better than us at lots of things. Yes. And, and, and uh, they, and I don't even know, get my thoughts together. on this. It's so, yeah. it's so much going on, but basically they, uh, I, I feel like it's a societal or institutional problem by, by having this, uh, you know, sort of male, uh, um, on a pedestal is amazing because they're do they're strong and they're, they can, they can kill everybody. They can get back. They got revenge. They have that, that meanness in them. And they, yeah. and they return by saying women have that too. Yes. Yes. Maybe. But that's not the point. The point is, is right. that we are different. And that's we not their different. greatest strength, right? Like they may have that. Like think about, 
you know, I would love to see. I would love to see real quick. I would love yeah. to see uh, a movie about a hero woman who makes right. all of the Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> and pies. That's a that's a fucking hero, dude. That is a hero. You want to know why that's a hero? Because they're why? doing that. Listen to this. They're doing that along with meeting all of their husband's needs, taking care of the children, bathing them, cleaning them, making sure they're doing their homework, making sure they're doing like they're doing all of that and making an incredible meal. And listen, if you ever have to cook a meal like that, there's so much that goes into that that you don't even understand until you try to do it yourself. And so they're doing all of that while functioning as a wife and a mother. And it's, to put yeah. all that together is just literally, it's miraculous. That That's not, yeah. that's not normal. That's miraculous. Exactly. So, but what sells tickets to the movie, right? Right. Liam right. Neeson getting revenge, <laughs> right? I right. mean, uh, uh, yes, that's true, but that doesn't mean that you're not a hero no. uh, by, by, uh, you know, um, uh, what was Liam Neeson doing in, in those Taken movies? He was basically trying to keep his daughter safe yep. as a man, right. taking care yep. of his family. But he also still loved his ex-wife. They were divorced. She was with some rich guy. But he was he, the whole time he was making sure she was okay. He still had love for her. And so, yep. like, as she the mother of his part. children. Yes, she played a part. She was part of the motivation for him being who he was. She also played a part in being the mother of the daughter who he was trying to save. I mean, right. that that's a quiet hero there, that mom. Really? Yeah, that's true. But what's lost on uh, the general feminist movement is that, look, we may celebrate these things that men do that are amazing and men do amazing things. No question. But women do just as amazing things as women. Okay. So you, you should be jealous and try to take the male role in these instances. Can you do some of it? Absolutely. Can we do some of it? Yes. On the other side. You're right. Yeah. But that was the mistake that was made, Alan, was yeah. yeah. the mistake that was made was they tried to show that they could do the same things men could do. And they found like the strengths that men had and said, hey, we're just as strong at those things, which isn't yeah. accurate. They're not. They're stronger at other things. And they should have like focused their attention and time and effort and, and all those things on the things that they're better than men at. And if a man is a true man, an alpha male, they'll admit, I'm not as good at this. I'm not as good at that. I need my wife. I need that other side of the support for this and this and this and this. Yes, absolutely. And is there an individual woman, female, that is better at a particular skill than an individual male? That's a traditional male role. I'm going to say, yes, absolutely. There are exceptions to the rule, but we're talking about generalizations. We're talking about a general general. way. Absolutely. Uh, uh, You know, we, we need to, we need to stay in our lane and, 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 um, and exploit our strengths, our strengths, because that (laughs) is what we do. That's what we do. 
Well, and you know, this could, you know, we could go off on so many tangents oh here, gosh. but that's, that's part of marriage and part of the male female relationship model, yep. which is like two people become one. Why? Because we have different strengths. Those strengths come together and they create this incredible, incredible, yes. you know, relationship that has so many strengths because now you have differing strengths that come together and become one. It's really remarkable and it's the way it should be. And, uh, you know, we're just so far from that culturally speaking, I think. I agree. I mean, uh, uh, unless it's like 3 million years from now, <laughs> And and women have the same physique and testosterone levels as men. And maybe we're just all just one species. You know, there is no male and female three million years from now. Like, it's just happen. one per thing. You know, yeah. but until that happens, or if that ever happens, we should. That would, well, that would be the end of humanity, even if it did happen. Just for yeah. a second. Sorry to butt yeah. in there, but like no, the reality no. is, if you make men and women the same, it's over. Because then there will be no, like, do you want to have a woman that's exactly like you? Of course you no don't. Way. Right. No so like, then all of a sudden the population of the earth would plummet because people wouldn't be procreating. Right. They Are you masturbating? Are you masturbating to yourself? Like, <laughs> oh my God. I'm so awesome. No. Right. So, I mean, that proves it right there. Right. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But well, all that I came mean, from Thanksgiving. So here's the thing. Yeah. So thank, so Thanksgiving. Yeah. Back, back to Thanksgiving. Man, listen. Things are messed up in our country right now. I know yeah, we talk a lot about how culture is a joke and things are yeah turning crazy. Progressive right. ideologies are just right taking over. But let's push all that aside for just a second. The reality is, man, we've got a lot to be thankful for. In this yes, country yeah. now, you know, maybe not as messed up as of, it is, as messed yeah. up as it is. And a lot of the stuff that's going on now is trash, but really think about all the, like the blood, sweat and tears and the, the sacrifices that were made by people to give us the freedoms and the things that we have today. And, you know, I don't know. I know you, Alan, are the same as me in, in that we're thankful for the women in our life, for our children, for our jobs, for our freedoms. Like, there's so much to be thankful for. And, you know, yeah. I'm saying that, but that doesn't mean my life's perfect, man. There are struggles daily, hourly, right? <laughs> but, like, yeah, let's focus on the things that we can be thankful for and realize that life is not perfect and it's going to be tr- it's going to be a struggle, but let's, let's take some time in the next month and a half and just think about what we're thankful for. Yeah. Thanksgiving does not have to be just one day, dude. It's, right. it's a daily exercise yes. in waking up and somehow realizing, wow, I woke up in my warm bed that's mm. dry and it's raining outside. <laughs> well, for okay, you, it's dry me. once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> If you forget your pens, it might not be dry, dude. <laughs> yeah, depends on what I'm dreaming about. <laughs> depends. <laughs> no, it's worse than that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If it was only that, Ugh. but I mean, like, even if you don't like sit down and go, 
I'm thankful for all these things. Like you don't do that consciously. I don't, but I, to, I, I think, I think on, on some level, yeah, you know, for us, you know, it's a little bit different because we work in healthcare and, you know, the, the patients that we see, like for me, I'm, I'm going, man, I'm so thankful that I'm not in this person's position. Who doesn't have health care or doesn't, right. I, I, it sounds bad, but, but honestly, it makes you thankful for what you have. Right. And so many times, especially nowadays with TikTok reels and all these other things, it's so easy to be jealous of other people, what they have yeah, that you I don't, know. you need that, to, that's a pandemic right there. That is a pandemic and it's been going on for years, yep. years, years and years. Think yeah, about what uh, you do have and also understand that those yeah. reels and those TikToks, they are absolutely a highlight reel and they are not real life, folks. Those people have just as many struggles as you do. They're just showing you their highlight film. That's right. And they right. edit it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's, that's not right. Okay. Let me just do it again in this. I mean, listen, man, I mean, I, for us, it's a little bit different because we can see through that kind of stuff. But for right. our kids who are a very, very vulnerable to suggestion right? Uh, and a lot of other kids, everybody's kids, we have to be vigilant as, as their parents, as their father yes. to yes. be uh, reinforcing that, you know, a lot of this stuff isn't real. And oh even if gosh, it is, yes. even if it is real yeah. that we have, a, there's three times as many people that have it worse off than we do. Right. And so it's important for us as fathers to <laughs> make sure that we not only provide for our family, but we also explain to our family that we got a good because of this hard work that I'm putting in, that your mom's putting in yeah. all of that. Yeah, it doesn't come just by winning the lottery. I mean, it comes by hard work well, and like it definitely comes if you hit the lottery. Well, that's yeah, sure. but that's like one in three hundred million. <laughs> so, you know, the, the reality is that you know we have to teach our kids to be to question the validity of things that they see on online that they right. see in culture. Because I don't know how many times. Alan, correct me if I'm wrong. At least this has been my experience. Maybe not with you and your kids, but like we have to sit there and say, you know, they, they bring this story. Dad, listen, listen to this. And I'm like, that's not true. Dad, listen yes. to this. Listen to that. Look, that's amazing. And I'm like, nope. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't automatically say everything's false, but I say, let's look into this and see if this is really true because you can say anything you yeah. want online. Doesn't mean it's true. So yeah. teaching your kids to have discernment. There's a word yeah. for you. Discernment about what is legit, what is not, and critical thinking. Critical yeah. thinking is so important. And and, and it's you could teach that to your. You could teach that to your kids. Like I try to do that to my kids, and sometimes they don't even believe me. I'm like, no, right. that's not true. Though. Let me show you the you know whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, the other day, my daughter came to me about that the moon landing was false or like <laughs> right. whatever. And I was like, no, all right. Well, there's, there's plenty of stuff to f refute that. And you're just, right. I mean, it's easy to make a video of any conspiracy theory right. that you want to think of and yeah. make it seem like it's true. 
make it seem sure. like it's actually believable. And it's, it's easy to the point where like kids have no chance to like know what is really true and what isn't because it's so easy to fake false, you know, f- false things, you know, like the right. absolute truth is really becoming harder and harder to find. They, you need to be able to be a source of truth for your kids. Oh, and that is like huge, like understated, right? Oh, that is such an important thing. For yeah. them to come to you and go, hey, check this out, like you were saying, and you go, well, that's not true because of this, right? And, and be able to teach them that critical thinking, or even if you're not sure, like get down on your, you know, off your pedestal and sit in the chair next to your kid and do some research right. together, and like teach them how to do yeah. some research and say, like, let's look through this together because I know that that's not factually true or absolutely true. But I don't know the exact reason it's not. So let's look through it and do our own research. It's a good, it's a good learning experience. It really is. I, I, I think that's probably a very, very, very good uh, lesson that you can do on a daily basis almost or a weekly basis. Yeah. It's just these little things. Yeah. I mean, I, I look to my dad as a source of truth and right. I don't even know why that happened. Well, that's just, that's normal psychology, man. You look to your parents, you look up to them, any adults for that matter, but especially your parents. I don't know how we get away with telling them that uh, Santa Claus is real. Like, how is that possible? Jeez. Right. And how do they not be scarred once they figure that out? I know. That's, we probably shouldn't. There's families that are like, no, we're not telling them that because then you spend all these years telling them about this is, this is real yeah. and it's not. And then like, what, are they going to believe you that other things are real and and and, and they're going to think they're not? So I know there's families that don't want to get into all that, but it, I don't know. Lots of kids have gone through that and been turned out fine. It's just, it is. We should edit that. We should edit it out <laughs> of the of the podcast. We should. I'll I'll take that apart out. All right. All right. <laughs> Just in case. Anyway, so hey man, like we talked about Thanksgiving. Let's let's focus the next few weeks a little bit in yeah. you know about what we're thankful for. You yeah. know, and just maybe just yes. maybe even just touch on it, even if it's just like five minutes. But right. we talked a little bit about Thanksgiving coming up a couple weeks and yep. all that we have to be thankful for, what it was like for men to be certainly having to play a larger role in Thanksgiving with, you know, going out and hunting and getting the food and, you know, those kinds of things. But that was good stuff. Uh, you know, the other thing that I was thinking we could, we could touch on just a little bit, you know, before we wrapped it up today was, you know, it was a big day this Tuesday, man. There was an election. I know. Huge day. I, I want to know what I want to want to know what happened in New York because you're oh. you're up on a lot. <laughs> so what do you think? Well, how was so it? there was a ton of like you know races going on, you know, local yep. level, state level. Yep. Uh, one federal in the sense that Schumer, our senator, he's a total beta male. Douche douchebag he was up for re-election um so that was the federal level but there was a lot of state levels local stuff and obviously our governor you know uh oh yeah Yeah. cuomo got ousted after he was found to be you know some 
lunatic like everybody knew. Hochul took over. She's done a terrible job. And, you know, New York is an incredibly blue state. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. New York City, you know, outside of New York City, it's actually a red state. But New York City has the population, so it it's very similar in, to to Maryland in that. Yeah, way. with Baltimore, I'm sure, and yeah, for yeah. sure. So you know, outside of Baltimore, it's a lot of rural areas. There's hunters. There's you know all those kinds of things. It's very, it's it's very similar to, to to New York. So outside of the city of New York, you know, everybody's you know pretty much red overall i mean all the cities like albany and rochester and buffalo they all go blue in syracuse but everything else is red and so coming into this election everyone was talking about well hokel kind of got put into the governorship when cuomo was ousted she wasn't elected she was basically just she was she she was uh appointed governor yeah yes so she became the governor and she hasn't done a great job you know she's been soft on crime and crime in New York city is out of control crime in all the cities in New York state are out of control because she's soft. She's releasing people without bail for violent crimes, just insane stuff. Right. And she's big, you know, anti-gun she's, you know, pro pro abortion. She's pushing higher taxes, just all this stuff. Right. And going into the election there were all sorts of pollsters and stuff coming out saying that this guy that was running against her on the Republican ticket, Lee Zeldin had a chance to win. He was right there, but you got to remember as an incredibly blue state for a guy to be even close in polling is still kind of far away. Right? Like he, but when all percentage wise, percentage wise, but when all was said and done, he lost, and you know, you have, I don't know what the population overall of New York State is. It's pretty high because New York City probably like ten million, high. right? Yeah, something like that, right? A lot. Overall, he lost by three hundred thousand votes. That's that's very close, dude. Super close, especially traditionally speaking and looking at past years. He was very close, but he did lose, and I think a lot of people thought that he had a chance of overthrowing her which would have really changed the state in a positive fashion, regardless of what side you're on. I just think like putting criminals in jail and protecting our people in society is something that we can all agree on no matter what side you're on. But he, he, he fell slightly short. So that was kind of disappointing, but um, yeah. So well, in Maryland governor, you know, we had Hogan, which was basically a rhino, but I will say this about Hogan. He did when the Supreme court came uh, down with the decision about the concealed carry uh, uh, constitutionality um, that day of the, um, yeah, of the decision, he wrote an executive order that lifted. Okay. Check this out. And I know, you know this already, James, but, Maryland had, uh, in order to get a concealed carry permit in Maryland, you had to have a quote, um, good and substantial reason yeah, to carry, right? Unquote. Right. And so that's why I never got one in Maryland because, you know, even though I'm whatever, well, I, I was unable the to get they, The reasons they'll accept for substantial and good reason to carry are are not something that you and I would have. Yeah, you you would have to be like you, a you would have to be or off duty or something really 
Well, you also had to have like police reports that said that you were attacked or stopped or like all this stuff, right? So like you're like dropping like 50k deposits at a bank because you own your own business, things like that. Yeah, yes, yeah. So all that stuff is was built in, but in reality, we all have the right to carry. Okay, yeah. Sorry. But that's Protect your that's family, what, what yourself and your family. So, so the Supreme Court came down and said, that's not constitutional. Yeah. And so that day, I will say that Hogan was a hero of mine. No matter what he did before that or since that, he yeah, wrote I as agree a, with you. an executive order, an executive order as a governor that said, that's gone now as yeah, of today. That was boss. I, was like, I love it. So, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm in the process of doing that. So I have to do like whatever course that was requi- required. However, this uh, election, they, uh, they um, we elected Wes Moore, which is a Democrat. As the governor? Yes. So he ousted Hogan? Yeah. Or was, Ho- was Hogan running Hogan for re-election? Was, no, Hogan was done. But... I, I think he's going to go on a more national stage, I, be, I believe. But so, so the Republicans yeah. have somebody running against, like, in you know, against this Moore guy? Yes. Yes. Okay. But it was, it was a guy named Cox who um, was endorsed by uh, Trump. And I okay. think what happened was that there's a lot of Maryland people who are super liberal. Who were going to try to keep it blue anyway. And as soon as you said Trump, that was it. They were like anybody on the fence was off. Right. Right. Uh, So in any case, so we have a. Well, Hogan should have come out and and endorsed him then. Did he? Yeah. I don't know that he ever did. I think he, I think he stayed out of it. I think he stayed out of it. That's um, that was, see, that's the, that's, that's what hurt Republicans is you don't have incumbents like Hogan saying like, Hey, listen, even if Trump endorses this guy, and I'm not a Trump fan, like, like if right. Hogan's not a Trump fan, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but are you are you a, a the fan of the Democrat guy? Because ultimately, if you don't endorse the Republican, the Democrat's going to win. And essentially, you may not be a fan of him either, but essentially, that makes you a fan of him because you didn't do what you could have done to get Listen, the next guy in. I am not a big fan of rhinos, but I will. I am uh, because of this and maybe one or two other things that Hogan has done. I am kind of a fan of Hogan because no, I will I say that. this. I will say this because if you're extreme one side or the other, you ain't going to get anything done. You're just going to be bitching for two to four years. And right. that ain't going to be good for anybody. So you take the good with the bad, right? Yeah. So, yeah. okay. You know what? What's important to me is concealed carry and some other issues. And he got that done, dude. He was like, Supreme Court said it. I'm signing it. Yeah. No, that was that was a really good thing. Like that was a, you know, a a conservative move. Yes. Yeah. That was a big conservative move. And I think and the more I think about it, I was like, man, I better get this concealed carry thing before Wes Moore uh, comes in and like, you know, rescinds it. But then I'm thinking, I don't know, man, if he rescinds it, that's going to be a big fight because it's Supreme Court rule. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. does he want to take that on in his first year? I don't think so. Right. Yeah. We'll so see. anyway, that's that's Maryland politics, man. It's a it's a lot more deep and involved that 
and I'm not smart enough to go into it, but that's what we're yeah, doing. So we got Democrat again, another blue state with uh, basically we got Baltimore. We got the outskirts of Washington and DC, which are overlapped. So we got a yeah. lot of county counties in the middle of Maryland that are blue. So yeah, definitely. Anyway, I mean, you know, on a, on a, on a broader stage, you know, Republicans took back the house. Basically it's still, you know, being yeah. worked out and right. the Senate is still kind of up in the air, but they made some ground there and possibly took it over. That'll be good mm-hmm. checks and balances, you know, yeah. uh, if they do take over right. the entire Congress for, you know, the, the executive branch, but, um, we got the Supreme well, court. Yeah. What's ridiculous is that like, there's states like Arizona still counting votes, dude. We're on Saturday. It's Saturday. And it's 2022. You can't tell me that that, that, that that's, I don't know. I don't want to sound conspiracy theory here, but like that sounds kind of calculated to me or kind of what's, why are we still counting votes five days later with the technology we have? And Florida was able to go through all their tabulations and all their votes within the day. And Florida has like three times the population of Arizona and some of these other states that are still counting votes. I really think we have to get into a mode where we have an updated modern voting system. That's not, you don't go to a voting spot or you, why can't I vote on my smartphone? Right. With my fingerprint. Right. Well, you don't even need an ID if you go to a polling center. I mean, how ridiculous is that? You go up to the polling center. You go to the polling center and they you tell them your name and they look up your name and they have you sign on this book yeah, or on this ridiculous. iPad. It's ridiculous. And it's like they don't ask you for ID. It's ridiculous. How insane is that? You know what I do when I go vote? I hand them my ID. Yeah. I do. I know. I've done it before, too. And they're like, we don't need it. I was like, I'm, I'm giving it to you anyway. Anyways, I do. It's, it's insanity. And the fact that the left has turned that into being some sort of voter suppression, some sort of like, you know, common sense, bigot thing that like you're requiring people to get an ID, get a friggin' ID. You have to give an ID to get a pack of cigarettes. Why aren't you giving an ID to vote? Yeah, when you go get your cool menthols, what, <laughs> what, what is the problem here, man? It's it's insane. Like, listen, I want to. I, I, should I, we be I, determining I, that you are who you say you are? This fingerprint right here, or facial recognition, or whatever it is. All right, I, I, I'm not a big fan of that kind of stuff either. But that would eliminate anything. I'm on my phone. Okay, I do my fingerprint. I vote for my stuff. I hit submit, and I'm still your, jacking listen, off. Alan, I'm jacking phone, off while I do that on your smartphone. Go how ahead. many apps that you open? Yeah, on your smartphone, how many yep. apps that you open require like either a passcode, a numeric passcode, or like facial ID? If you set it up to do like you know facial ID, all of right, all of them, all of them. You know, but we're not doing that for voting. 
like to sign into bank apps and your 401k apps and all that kind of stuff you have to either put in a a numeric passcode or facial id and you go to like vote and basically you just have to scribble a signature next to your name well any schmuck could come in and say they were james and scribble that name down and vote in my place i'm gonna do that next year i'm coming up here come up and vote in new york dude I'll come. I'll vote in Maryland. Yeah. All right. It's ridiculous. How can these elections are not? They are not. What's the word I want? They're they're secure. not. They're not secure. They're not. If you're not showing an ID, they're not secure. Anybody can why vote can't for anything. We, why can't we have a voting uh, uh, app? Why can't we do that? That needs like all sorts of authentication. Like, yes, you know, make it a five factor authentication. Five factor authentication. You got to have your a phone number, you your email, your fingerprint, your face, fingerprint, your everything. face. Maybe you upload like a license or an ID card. Yes. And then maybe like a, uh, you know, like a utility bill or something, Dude, right? Like, have, have you ever. Uh, yeah, exactly. Have you ever bought cryptocurrency? All right, we could talk about this another time. But, dude, you need to upload your driver's license. You need to like verify who you are. You have to take a picture of yourself. Okay, shouldn't it be the same for voting? <sighs> oh my gosh, it's more secure to buy Bitcoin than it is to vote. Yeah, how that's that, wrong with that? That shows you where we're at as a culture and country. That just exactly. right there. Yep. Yep. It's insane. We need, we need to change some stuff in this country, dude. It's not going to change because you have all these sympathizers out there like, oh, you're just trying to like eliminate these people from their voices being heard. No, I want them to go out and get a friggin' job or get an ID in, 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 a, in a, you know, a utility bill. How hard is that to do? <laughs> <laughs> There's so much bullshit going on with that, man. I mean, you have to do more to figure out how to get Obamacare. Like, why don't you do the same shit with the vo- voting stuff? Right. And it, I don't get me started on that. Man. Obamacare. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we ain't got oh time for that. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, geez, uh, we should probably uh, wrap this one up. Yeah, so this week, think about you know where we're at as a country. Do your best. Vote. Make sure you show up. Um, it was an interesting election, but uh, because it's over with and here we're at, uh, let's focus on Thanksgiving and the holiday season and what we can do to be make a difference in other people's lives, especially our families, our yeah, you know, our significant others, our children. How can we be better men for them? Be leaders. Um, do the right thing. Work They're hard. looking for us. They're looking yeah. for us. To yeah. be that person. And yeah. we should be that person. Yep. Because if we're not that person, somebody else is going to be. And it's yes. not going to be the person that you want them to look up to. Oftentimes. I gar- most times. I, yeah. I guarantee you that. Absolutely. I guarantee you that. And yeah. uh, so it's, it's, this is way more important than we we're even stressing. For sure. For sure. So work hard Love. and uh, we'll, we'll yeah. hit you guys back next week. Um, if you have any yeah. suggestions, thoughts, email us. We've said it each week. This is email. what we've been talking at gmail.com. That's right. What This is what we have been talking at gmail.com. And let me hear you. Let's yeah. go. Walking about. This is what we're talking about.
Ah, happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you guys next week. Happy Thanksgiving. All right. Let's go. Peace. All right. But later. Bye. Bye.